Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. So I believe 16, chapter 16, verse 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come, come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her, brought the money in her hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Of Locks um, of hair on his head. Um, I, I, I have other questions. Oh, okay. I'm How reluctant. Deep Go ahead. <laughs> of a sleeper is he? What did she lull him to sleep with? I wonder, I wonder I if mean, she drugged him. That's what I'm sitting here going. Did she drug him? Because literally called a guy. First of all, how'd she call a guy? Did she have him waiting outside? Because she would have had to. No, 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 not Because he's laying yeah. on her lap. There's yeah, that's no what I mean. way she could get up. No. And then why couldn't she shave his head? I had the same question. If it's just seven locks of hair, why couldn't she cut it off? Yeah. I mean, or it said, well, he said shave it. So what they. Why? Oh, that's because Samson said shave, shave. it. So okay. they couldn't hand her a... Okay, now i got questions about she, how you shaved heads back then. She's still lulling him, Anna. Her job what is to lull sleep him. do you have to be in? I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, we went to... Because of that movie thing last night, early this morning, we got home really late, you know, early. And so only had a couple hours of sleep. As soon as that sunlight hit my Bunch eye, of teenagers getting in at 3 a.m. Yeah, we, we looked around. We're like, oh, my gosh, we're old. Um... But you close know, the movie theater down. Right? Way to go! Proud of thank y'all. you, thank you. But as soon as that light hit my window, six thirty in the morning, my eyes are wide awake, <laughs> and I'm like, "There is no way somebody's going to touch my head, let alone <laughs> shave my head, and I'm not going to wake up." Not at all. I think she she had to have drunk. Uh, this is the only thing because when she says she lulled him to sleep with, they probably what? got drunk. I mean, because it wasn't above him. He didn't follow any. Well, we didn't. Say, well, yeah, I didn't say he that. But yeah, say, but, but still, we can take guesses on happened because. Lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and I had mean, him shave off his seven oh lives. Oh, my goodness. You for real. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty easy money. I'm just going to put him to sleep. You're going to do actually all the work. Right? Have, you have shave his the, yeah. Show me the money. Why did he have to shave his head? Okay, Lord, oh, I know you geez. didn't put it in your Bible word because <laughs> it wasn't important. However, okay. if you'll hook me up later, <laughs> I got questions. Right, so we're going to we're gonna jump back. Okay, to sorry. <laughs> To 19. Okay. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man to shave, uh, to shave off the seven locks of his head. Then he, she, then she began to torment him and his strength left him. She torment him. We don't know. Okay. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So. Oh, but that woke him up. Right. So he woke up from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times. And shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed Ooh, from him. Hang on. Well, two things. That woke him up. <laughs> but not the shaving of the head. Apparently okay, not. Gotcha. Here's the thing, though, I thought. 
He was so used to not having the Lord with him that he didn't even realize that he had departed from him. I just realized that. Say that again. He was so used to the Lord not being there, him having the Lord in his life, that he did not recognize that he had departed from him Uh because he wasn't used to having the Lord in his life. Uh When you have the Lord in your life and you are really walking with him, when you sin and the Lord says, I'm stopping because I need you to repent. I can't be a part of this. I can't be a part of this. You're going to know it. You're going to feel it. And it's called a conviction. Yes. And conviction is a good thing because it allows you to stop. When you have no joy, sometimes I had a guy, and we did a Bible study a long time ago at work. We started a Bible study, and this guy, he made a really good comment. When you've lost your joy, and I'm not saying this is always the situation. One of the things he says is do a check, ask the Lord if you've done something wrong. So Samson didn't even know that Lord was not, had departed from him because he wasn't used to having the Lord with him. No. So if you're- Didn't recognize his presence. So ladies, if you're like, well, I don't know that the Lord's with me. When you need to ask the Lord to reveal Himself to you and to reveal your something to you about your your relationship with Jesus, it's yep. about a relationship with Jesus. It's yep. not about religion. If you're t- thinking I'm talking about religion, keep on listening because we don't talk about religion. We talk about a relationship with Jesus. Right. Very different. Yep. Not a toxic one. No. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. Um. Oh, all good points. Fabulous. We're going to start at twenty-one. Okay. Uh. Wait. I'm going to back up to the end of 20. But he did not know the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. Ouch. Don't get the visual. And brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters. Did not look up what a fetter was. Hang on. Hang on. I got my um, define. A chain or manacle used to restrain a prisoner typically placed around the ankles. Okay. So the uh, ankle ankle braces. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I call it an ankle bracelet, <laughs> but I guess so. Yeah, the ankle chains that you see like yes. in the prisons. Okay. Cool. Um. And he beca- and he became a grinder in the prison. That did not take eyesight apparently. However, why put out his eyes? I wonder. I wonder why. So he couldn't see them. I guess. I guess it's harder to stop them if I you don't can't know. see them. But I'm just yeah, like, how mean. Yeah, I, I never understood that, and yeah. I didn't look it up. That would have been a good thing to research. Um, however, the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Verse 23. Hey, thank God they didn't remember that part. Right, and they didn't. Yeah, I guess they thought once shaved, always <laughs> shaved. Yeah, may, you know what? Maybe she didn't tell him, tell the Philistines. All she said was, he told me his heart. I know what to do. Shave his head. Come get him. Maybe. Maybe shave your head, but they didn't think about it growing back. That's good. Thank the Lord. So. You know what, though? The Lord can make us forget and not see things and remember things. That's true. He does you know? that. He does that. Okay, 23. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, mm, and to rejoice. Mm, mm. And they said, our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. Hey, I got it. Can I? Can I yes, stop here a little bit? Because I think this is. Yeah, a, you over there with your hand up. Yeah, thank yes, you, thank you, thank you. you. We do this all the time. If y'all think about it, we we do sacrifice, and we have other gods in our life. They just have different names. We don't call them Dagon. We call them money. Uh, we might call it uh, relationships. We may make our um, boyfriend, a god, um, drugs, drugs, addiction. alcohol, 
other addictions, sexual addictions. It might be yep. even a child that we that we um, are put obsessed on a, with, obsessed that. with, or put on a pedestal and worship. Yeah. So, ladies, we're actually not different from these people. So, for before you think that we're different, we're not. We actually do the same thing. We praise. I have seen people praise everything but the Lord for things that have happened in their life. Oh, I did such a great job. Look what I did. I went to school, so I got this. And I, you know, I went to school. And I know I still wouldn't have my job if it weren't for the Lord. My school had right. nothing to do with it. Right. So don't eat, so quit praising everything but the Lord for all that is good in your life. Oh, I worked hard. Uh-huh, but not without the Lord. Anyway, I just had to Amen. say that. I wanted to have that little historical marker there. Yes. Fabulous. Oh, I love that. Okay. 25, verse 25. So and now listen, we're almost done with this story, but we're going to finish his story, even though Delilah is pretty much out of it now. But um we're going to see what happens to him because we're going to use it. Okay. So 25. So it happened when their hearts were merry that they said, call for Samson that he may perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison and he performed for them. And they stationed him between the pillars. Then Samson said to the Lord, wait, lad. to the lad who held him by the hand, let me fill the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Doesn't say how he performed it, just said he's performed. No, but talk about the humility so, oh, that he's gone through. Gosh, he's He was humble. Oh, he was. We you know what, in that and the Lord, when he humbles us, we can choose to have a quick humbling. Oh yeah, sometimes or it's not pretty. Long slow, long, humbling process. Oh, yeah. That choice is ours. Yeah, clearly his was um, long and slow because... And suffering. Yeah, we don't know how long he was. Long enough for his hair to grow back. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So... Um, and that I, takes... It wouldn't surprise me if it was a year or two. I mean, it takes... Didn't say how long it had to be. No, it didn't, but his... But that's true. It didn't say how long it had to be, but we know it had to probably... You know it's months. Yes, at least. Yeah. And, um, oh yeah, he's not this mighty man of valor that he considered himself to be. Not anymore. No. He's a, um, a blind, uh, slave. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead. Hold on. I'm getting right. ahead, of, yep. ahead of my notes. Okay. Then Samson called 28. Then Samson called to the Lord. Finally. Saying, oh Lord, remember me. I pray. Strengthen me. I pray just this once. Oh God, that I may that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. 31. And his brothers and his father's household came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtuel, which is where he was from, in the tomb of his father Manoah. Ah, that's his name. That's his name. Um, and he had judged, uh, Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. Okay, so this right here, um, this uh, Samson story ends right here, and girl three 
caused the most damage to him. So in his life, he never did what was right that I can tell. He always did what was easy and self-pleasing. And you know, even in the end, you can see a humbling. You can see him actually going to the Lord, but he still wanted vengeance because of his eyes. Never mind. They were worshiping a false God. (laughs) Never mind that, Samson. Yeah. They took his eyes. But he did. But he did have a humbling and he finally went to the Lord. Okay, wait, we're going to get there. Okay, sorry. Okay, so the women he chose also never did what was right. They always did what was easy. Bad decision one after another until it overtook him. His first mistake was breaking the rule of not taking any pagan women as wives. All of his women were pagan. So how does this apply to our lives, especially since this story was mostly about a man, Mm -hmm. and we mostly cover stories of women. Okay, so this leads right into toxic situations. We don't get into toxic situations if Mm -hmm. we are doing what's right. Now, sometimes freak things happen and we are instantly thrown into situations. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about making decisions based on easy paths, selfish paths, Instant gratification path versus making decisions about doing what's right. We are faced with nonstop situations Mm -hmm. every day, all day. The Lord gives us, you and me, the opportunity to make our own decisions about the situations at hand. He also gives us a rule book to follow to help guide us to make the right decisions. If we decide not to open the book, the Bible, or not to, yeah, the book being the, the book Bible, the Bible, just in okay. case you're wondering, right? his living word. <laughs> yes. Um, if we decide not to open that book or read that book, then that's essentially also our decision. The easy thing to do in life is to do what we want. What makes us happy at the moment to live a carefree life without any thought to who is affected or hurt by us doing what makes us happy. And that's not to say that sometimes doing the right thing can often make us happy. But I can tell you this, as we just saw, doing what's easily easy certainly doesn't Mm -mm. work out well. Nope. Okay. So um, before we go on, do you have anything to add? No, I was just, no, no, that was fine. I was just, um, yeah, I was just so sad. He could have. Oh, his life could have taken such a different turn. But you know what? We have the same things in our lives. Yep. Sometimes our lives should have taken a different turn. Exactly. Okay, we're going to talk about that. And then that's where we have God's mercy and grace. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's give a few examples of what is an easy decision versus the right decision. And we are going to use toxic situations since I wanted to turn this into something uh, about recognizing toxic relationships since every single instance in Samson's life was based on a relationship mm-hmm. with right. a pagan woman. Okay, um, so let's start right off the bat with a very heated and often upsetting topic. Ladies, are you ready? We're going to talk about abortion. Okay, now I don't want y'all to turn this podcast off because I have every right to talk about this. I've had one. I was heading to my second one, but I miscarried. So it's my right to say what I'm about to say in this podcast, and I just need y'all to listen and bear with us, okay? So it's so 
and, and I'm about to get real graphic and, and, and so disclaimer, not going to apologize, but I am giving you a heads up. Let's give another disclaimer. If you've had one, there's forgiveness. Yes, we're going to talk about that too. So when she goes into the deep details, don't think we're harping on you. This she's, is not a guilt trip. No, this is not a guilt trip. She's going to give you the reality and understand that there is forgiveness. Okay. Absolutely. Yes, we are not dogging somebody. We are not um, um, like really pouncing on you. That's not what this, what I'm about to say, that's not what this is no, about. No, we've been through it. I, I was 17 okay. when I had my baby. She was young when she had hers, and she told you just now she had had an abortion. So And was headed to the second yeah. one. And so don't think that we don't understand. We yeah. would have had it had yeah. I not miscarried. Yeah, we, we get it. Yeah. Um, th- we're not we're not just um, making accusations here. We're talking yeah. about real life situations yes. that has been in our own lives. Not Anna hasn't done this. No, um, but she is a huge advocate for pro life because I can yeah, see for how. The babies. Yes, because I yeah. Um, I just and I have personally made this particular decision not once but twice. Okay. Um, okay. So so it is easy to head down to the abortion clinic and it, it's easy to I'm going to use the word kill okay let's call it what it is it's easy to kill the baby dispose of the baby because that's what they do it's easy to pay the fee and be on your merry way and live your life without a care in the unpregnant world that you just created it's definitely the easy route yeah cuz mm, or is it yeah exactly and and for those who we need to talk about this just in case somebody else in another country lis- it listens. There are people who are dragged kicking and streaming to abortion clinics. Agreed. And that is a whole different situation. It's not what we're talking about here. We also have heard <clears throat> stories where they were forced to have one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, kicking or screaming or they had no choice. So some people say it wasn't an easy decision. I know you're thinking it wasn't easy. I even know your story behind yours. You you had mm-hmm. a life and death situation, not because your life, your life was in I danger. I felt like it was. Yeah, you felt like your was life was. Was it really? I don't yeah. know. Because you I felt, felt like, like somebody was, was going to kill you. And mm-hmm. you thought, you know, I already got one child. What am I going to do? Have a second one. So By the same man. Yeah. yeah. So in her mind at the time, she probably didn't think it was easy. But in the end, we're saying it's easier than trying to deal with the situation of, of ha- keeping the baby. I look back. And I did have a choice. I didn't yeah. feel like I did at that time. Exactly. But now that I'm out of the situation, I do look back and I I had several I had several options. Yeah. But I wasn't looking at those options. Right. I was trying to do. You're just going to get it done yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so that's a whole nother story. Right. Which I have mentioned previously in, in a different podcast. And we might get so. a chance to talk about it one day. Yeah. Um. Okay, so who who was it easy for? Was it easy for you? Was it easy for the baby daddy? Was it one of y'all's parents who were pressuring y'all? These things do happen, and it certainly it wasn't. What it wasn't is um, easy for that baby. Um, he could have been given a chance. I don't know if it was a girl or boy, but that baby could have been given a chance. Maybe not being raised um, by you, but maybe somebody who couldn't have a baby. You know, I certainly could have given my baby up for adoption. Right. Absolutely. That was an option. Um, but, um, that baby could have had a different life, but 
because other options were chosen that were easier, it never will. Yeah, some okay, people, again, this is yeah, a hard topic, it is, but it, it is running rampant. Yeah, because some people are trying to say that, well, it's better for the baby because they would have lived a life, a poor life if they had been born. No, not necessarily. You can't say, that's what I'm saying is with God, all things are possible. It does not mean your child's going to live. A, I, and I did when I, when I did, I had considered adoption for like a day, maybe two days, because could I really be a good parent? at that age? Could, could I really do it? And, um, thankfully the Lord was with me and, you know, I actually got, got challenged when somebody said, well, if you give them up, I'll adopt them. And I'm like, oh, I saw how you raised your kids. Forget you. I can do this. Thanks. The Lord used that right? competitive nature that we talked about at the beginning. He used my competitive nature yes. to say, uh, uh-huh, I got this. I can do it. Yeah. And I'll be a better mom know, than you. Was did I do and a great you are. Yeah. Well, did I do a great job? No. Did I help help? Yes. And that sometimes makes the difference is when you realize you have help. And there are places out there who will help. Right. Some of us like our our we've mentioned this before. Um both Anne and I had children young. Her situation was completely yes. different. She had parents to yes. help and family to help. I had no one. Exactly. Um, and that does so make the difference. So, it hey, does. It absolutely makes the be difference. Be there for those. Be there. So we, and we've yes. had people in our church who were pregnant out of wedlock. We were there for them. Made all the difference in the world. Had I had help, I might not have had yeah. an abortion. And, and this person said they were really appreciative that they were accepted in the church. We worked with them. They, they repented. They got saved. They live a beautiful life now. Because, you know, so if you have somebody in your life, help them the best you can. I don't know what your situation is, but help the best you can. If you know somebody who is pregnant and struggling or um, actually we're going to talk about it later and help them to not get pregnant, you know, help them to make better decisions with relationships. Again, this isn't, we're not pouncing on y'all, but this is a a, a situation that is running rampant. Yeah. I don't know if it's running rampant all over the world, but I know it's it running is, rampant yeah. uh, definitely in the United yes. States as well as Israel. And um, so there are, don't make the, don't take the easy route. There right. are other options. Right. Okay. And um, again, like Anna has said, there is healing. We are not lecturing. We are not yeah. giving guilt trips. Um, but sometimes if you just step back, Breathe a little bit and realize there is a different decision to be made. Right. Okay. And that's all we're going to talk about that particular one. We're going to move on to, to the second topic, which right. is also a tough topic. Um, it is also running rampant in our world today, and it is sex outside of marriage. But everyone's doing it, so it's okay. No. No, it is And not. it's also a culture thing. I'll tell you what, Joanna, that's what I've learned about Europe, and I've had... Like I had a coworker who said they he got married when he was young and had kids. He goes, that's very unusual. Most people in Europe, they don't think about getting married until their second or third kid. Ah, they they really they they'll live together. They'll be a partners. They'll be couples, but they do not get married. They usually wait until they've had a couple of kids and then oh, okay, I guess we'll get married now. Oh so some God. of it's a cultural <laughs> thing. They they don't think two seconds about it, and you're like, um, but the word of God says, where's where's your commitment? Oh, we're committed. Apparently not. No, not if you can just walk away from it and not have any dealings with it. But yeah, so some of it's a cultural thing. And like she said, that's that's not the way to go. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know that about 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? That's the way the U.S. is too. I'm, I'm like, okay. well, well, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. it, it's if we get married at all, it's yeah. just a piece of paper. Yeah. Nowadays, you're I'm right. Sorry. Yeah. That's not how the Lord sees. No, it. It, okay. it's yeah. So, um, all right. So, um, sex outside of marriage is not the right decision. That's the easy path. Okay. The Lord created a gift, mm-hmm. sex. Okay, but He created it. For a husband and wife. Did you, did you catch that? Oh, yeah. He created it for a husband and wife, but the enemy has perverted it and we all fell for it. Not the right decision, but certainly the easy one and the most self-gratifying one, but it leads to so many destructions. Ones that you don't foresee while you are making the decision to choose the easy self-pleasing paths. Ladies, we need to have some self-respect for ourselves and our gems and jewels. They are not Mardi Gras beads that we toss out to everyone. They are ours. They belong to us. They need to be treated as sacred and special because that's exactly what they were created for. Our special gift to our husband. Not to every man we think that is good looking or rich or whatever your preference is. If a man wants to touch and hold our jewels, then they need to be our husband. A gift specifically kept wrapped up just for him. And if your non-husband guy doesn't think so, he can walk. He is not the one. I like to explain Mardi Gras beads for yes, first in this case because I learned the hard way about Mardi Gras beads. Oh, do tell. Um so I took a gift to one of my coworkers, and they're all, they're all they all know me at that time, and they're like, um, "Anna, how'd you get these Mardi Gras beads?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's this family on a float going by. Grandpa's over there throwing Mardi Gras beads." And they're like, "Anna, do you know how normal people get Mardi Gras beads? What do you mean, <laughs> Anna? They you flash your stuff? Huh? <laughs> I had no clue. Lift your shirt up and you flash everybody. I had no you clue. Flash your special jewels. <laughs> yeah." I was mortified thinking, oh, my God, I bet you are. Thankfully, but because of my reputation, yes, they all knew that. Okay, that's not Anna. So something went wrong. (laughs) So there's a story behind it. Like it was broad daylight. There was this people on a float. They go by their trophies. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Those sorts of things happen at night, by the way. During the day, you can get beads respectfully. Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) Right. You know, so yeah, I was mortified knowing that there could have been somebody thinking I flashed myself. I know you you were. Especially my son was there. I had to go explain that to him. Right. By the oh, way, we no. don't do Mardi Gras normally. So anyway, for those who are not no no know what Mardi Gras beads are, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Second thing I was going to say is following up with what she had in First Corinthians: sex is not equal to love. Sex is a covenant renewal that God created. So you renew your covenant with your husband when you're having sex, because this is what he says in Corinthians. Paul's talking here. 1 Corinthians 7, 2 through 6. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, that's fornication that Joanna just mentioned, yep. let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Singular, let the husband render to his wife the affection due to her. And likewise, also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have the authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. This is another way of Paul saying you're supposed to have fun together. Right? With each other's bodies. Because it's a gift. Yes. And it's supposed to be that he's making her happy and she's making him happy. It's togetherness. It's not one getting happy and not the other. I mean, I know, okay, right. sometimes that happens, all right? 
That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about talking about as a whole, as a whole, as a as a general rule. Because he says, do not in verse five, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self control. Okay, God does not talk about self control because we have it. He talks about it because we don't. (laughs) But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment. In in concession. It is um, a thing that is granted. This is a renewal, contract renewal. When you're, when you're having sex with your husband, you're having a contract renewal. That's why it's supposed to be between you two. And do not, ladies, I'm going to say this, do not punish your husbands by not letting them have sex. That is wrong. That is mean. That is not nice. Is and not all godly. you're doing is giving Satan opportunity to come into your house. Yep. You want to clean your house real good? Keep Satan out. And I'll tell you what. I don't know how I get into conversations with people, but I will tell you in all the conversations I have, the best marriages are those ones whose couples are most intimate and they have a consistent intimacy all the time. They have the best marriages. Why? Because they're constantly making a contract renewal, covenant renewal, because that's how God designed it. That's why you don't have it with a boyfriend. Because there's no commitment. There's no contract. Or not even with a non-boyfriend, just somebody who's the casual hooker. Yeah. It's not okay. We see how the Lord sees it, what, yes. how he sees it. And that's how he sees it. And that's why how we're, he created yeah. it. And it's supposed to be. So don't, ladies, if you're married, don't hold out on your husband. Don't use that as a weapon or as a punishment. That's not right. That's not fair. And that's mean. And all you're doing is you're going to create him. To, to, you're going to cause him to want to lust. And that's not mm-hmm. fair to do that to him. Right. Don't think you're not held accountable. Oh, you are. You're, you're going to be held accountable. If you're doing you that are. to your husband Especially on purpose. Especially if your marriage falls yeah. apart. Yeah. Or if your husband does start lusting. You should have done something. You should. I'm not. I mean, there are some men out there. It doesn't matter what you do. You have a testimony I had on that. that. Type of I'm man. not talking about that type of man. I'm that talk- wasn't normal. This no. is not the same situation. No, I'm talking about godly couples, godly husband, godly wife. Don't do that. It's not mice. Right. It's mean. Exactly. Don't don't give Satan that. If you sweep your house, make sure you sweep Satan out too. Right. Okay. Love it. Good addition. Okay. Third hot topic. Bad relationships. We love to talk about relationships on this program because our whole lives are tied up in some type of various relationship with people. Okay. So what I am about to say is hard to swallow if this is you. And I was in an almost 20 year relationship that was abusive in many forms. Um, Wasn't my first one, by the way, um, I might add. It was, um, however, it was mostly mentally and verbally abusive, occasionally physical, but the damage he did without being physical was incredible. Mm -hmm. I did not have the guts to leave. I was more scared to death of being on my own with my son in tow. Wasn't his son. It was my son um, from a previous relationship. Um, And then I was... Uh, being in that damaging relationship. Fear held me captive. The unknown held me captive. The thought of being alone held me captive. Being blinded to wanting to recognize the red flags of abuse held me captive. It was paralyzing. So I did what was easy. I -hmm. stayed. I didn't do what was right. I didn't get me and my son out of this situation who was also abused, by the way. I was helpless to stop it, or so I Mm -hmm. thought. He was 
many things on top of you of uh, uh he wasn't just an abuser he was a compulsive cheater they often if you pay attention they often go hand mm-hmm. in hand if they don't have enough respect uh for you to not abuse you they don't have enough respect for you to be faithful this is often the case okay so how does that fit into our message today good question Doing what's easy is staying in chaos and damaging situations because they are comfortable even in the trauma and chaos. Doing what's right is taking taking it to the Lord and letting him guide you to safety. Now, let me first say this. I hate divorced. Am I divorced? Yes. And I grieved that this was the result of my marriage. What I wanted was for the Lord to heal him and me and us and our family. But the Lord chose to do something different. Because he knew the other person's heart and knew it was unfaithful and it was never going to come back. It was never going to change. No. The Lord knew that, so he removed me. But I am not saying run right out and get divorced. But run right out and at least get to safety if you yes. need to. If you are not married, listen, I am saying run Are you in? Run. It's not what's easy, but I promise you it is what's right. It's scary and it's hard, but it's what's right for your mental and physical health. Same goes for the kiddos. If you have them in this situation, if parties heal and get, if all parties heal and gets, and they get right with the Lord, then revisit the relationship if you must. But if you are in a toxic relationship and you are not married, You need to get out if they are abusive. Okay, so Samson, Samson was in one, this is how it all ties in. Samson was in one toxic scenario after another. It never got better and he died as a slave, blind and defeated. Making the wrong decisions and not choosing the right path the Lord lays out before you is called sin. And just like Samson being enslaved, blind, and defeated, that's what we are when we are in sin. We are a slave to sin, we are blind to sin, and we are defeated because of sin. But we do not have to stay there. Anna, can you tell them why? Yes, we don't, because there is forgiveness. There was a separation between us and God. And the Lord, from the very beginning, made a way out through Jesus Christ. Because again, he said that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of eternal life is Christ Jesus our Lord. And we can become a new creation by being born again. And he said that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that he was raised from the dead, we will be saved. And who is this? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is part of my testimony. I had knew, I remember sitting in a church as a child, and I remember them saying that we are sinful, and do you have sin? And I remember saying to myself, yes, I know I'm sinful. And they said, Jesus came to die for you, and it rose again. Do you you accept Jesus saves, you know, taking away your sins? And I remember, yes, I do, and I want this. Um, And I wanted salvation. And they said, come on down. When, if you made this decision, come down and talk to us. And I got up and I heard the enemy go, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? So I sat back down. So I never got discipled. 
And the reason I bring this up is after I, I did make my mistake. God gave me every way out to not have to have um, fornication, premarital sex. He gave me every way out. I didn't listen. I thought I could fix it. I thought, well, I'll just tell him about Jesus. He'll be fine. <laughs> Does not work that way. I didn't know. The only thing I'd ever read was the children's Bible. I did start reading the adult Bible, but you know, there's a lot of scary stuff in the adult Bible that's not in the children's Bible. So if you're reading your children, the children's Bible, that's cute and sweet, but you need to start switching over to the main Bible because otherwise, why is your kid going to listen to their main Bible if they've never heard it before and they think it's strange and odd? And that's what my problem was. I thought it was strange and odd. So I I refused to look up the word fornication because I did not want to mean, I did not want to see that that's what I had been doing. God told me that's what I was doing. And um, so my problem was when I did do it and I did get pregnant, I thought I had to punish myself. One of the reasons I got married, one, he was threatening and they kept saying they were going to take my baby away from me if I didn't get married. And two, I thought, well, I did this. This is my fault. I need to live with it. And what I didn't learn that I want to share is that it doesn't matter how messed up you are. God will forgive you if you ask him. We only saw Samson cry out to the Lord one time. I never saw it in any of the other verses. Did you, Joanna, when you were reading that? Not at all. That's it. He could have cried out at any time. Ladies, you are not so filthy that God cannot clean you up. I don't care what you think you've done. You may think you're the worst sinner ever. You know, and I think, you know, there's a lot of people who think they're the worst sinner. I am sure God's sitting there going, it doesn't matter who the worst sinner is. We're all sinners. It doesn't matter. It's not a sinner contest. Exactly. So don't think. And that's what my problem was. I didn't know that I could screw up and turn around and say, Lord, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I messed up after I got saved. That has been real changing when I discovered that. So ladies, we're going to pray a minute. And I want you to follow this prayer if you need Jesus. If you have not given your life to Jesus, if you have not cried out to him and asked him to make you a new creation, to change you, to be born again, then we're going to do a prayer that you can follow. And if you've said that prayer, let us know. We can help you. We do have uh, material to help you get started in your new life, to help you get plugged into a church, a Bible-believing church. But ladies, again, I just want to really press upon it. You can be forgiven. All you have to do is ask. Yes, that is easy and doing what's right. Right. It's by saying, Jesus, please forgive me. I'm so sorry for what I've done. And whether you name it all what you've done or you're like, I know I've screwed up somewhere and I'm not sure. Tell him. He'll talk to you. He will work with you. So ladies, let's do this. This is a prayer you can follow. Abba Father. That means daddy. It means I'm crawling, crying out to you because I have a relationship. I want a relationship with you, Lord. May not have had a relationship with anybody else, but I want a relationship with Jesus. Please forgive me. I have sinned. I have done wrong, and I am asking in the mighty name of Jesus to forgive me. I'm asking for Jesus to reveal himself to me. Please wash me. Make me clean before you. I am asking you to come into my heart. I am asking you to save me, and I'm asking you to make me born again, to be a new creation so that I can live and walk with you. I pray this in the name of Jesus. And ladies, if you prayed that again, come back to us and let us know. We will help you get you in the right direction. We want to make sure you're plugged into a church. I am not even talking about ours because I don't know where you live, but we will help you the best we can with whatever we have to offer. But get in plugged into the Bible. 
you know, start reading your Bible, get plugged into a church. Uh, we will like you to help you. Um, ladies, we, we do love you. I know you're like, oh, you never met me, but we do. And we cher- you are cherished. And we do pray over you. So we really hope that this has helped you. And ladies, if you are saved and you have screwed up and messed up, it's basically the same prayer. Lord, Abba, Father, I am sorry I've sinned against you. I don't want to walk this way anymore. I want to walk a new path, a path where you are on it, where I am walking and talking with you and I have a relationship. Lord, help me build a relationship. Heal my broken hearts. Lord, heal me of past relationships. Lord, heal me of past decisions that I've made. Don't let the enemy keep reminding me of the stupidity I did once before. But Lord, let me walk in a new light. Let me walk under you. So Lord, I ask you to forgive me and help me make good decisions. Ladies, you can pray that at any time, all the time. Just keep praying it, but make sure you're trying to make decisions. If you know that you are weak around men, don't be bound men by yourself. If you know you can't be trusted alone with one, don't be alone. You know, don't go to their house. It's literally that simple. Yeah, it is that simple. Don't go to their house. That's where my mistake was made. If you have children, don't let your children go to somebody else's house unless you really know those parents. That's where I made my mistake. The parents told me, oh, we'll always be home when your kid, when our kids are there. But they left my teenager alone with the girl. I wanted to kill her parents. Apparently, apparently that is frowned upon. <laughs> and because it was years later that I found out, I wasn't allowed to do anything about it. But the thing is, is if you don't really know the other family, make sure they're with you. Don't let your child go. Don't trust your teenager. It's not about trust. It's about accountability. They're making, they're going to make bad decisions. We're all growing and learning. So, you know, fight for your children. That's where our next series is going to be about. Fight for your children. Stand up for them. Don't leave them alone. You don't be alone. Jenna, you got anything? No, we love you, girls. Yeah, we, we really do, and we really appreciate Pouring you. Pouring out our hearts to yes. y'all, we're like an open book to y'all. Yes, like I said, you can contact us. You can email us at uh, moderndayabigails at gmail dot com. You can go to our website, moderndayabigails um, dot com. Um, it goes to our church website. You can find all sorts of stuff there. Um, we're here for you. We're on Facebook. Yeah, we are on Facebook. Maybe on Instagram eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can Maybe. figure it out. <laughs> Send us a message. Yeah, but you can email us. And if we're a little slow in getting back to you, it's not you personally. It's because we forget we have, some of us forget we actually have Facebook. <laughs> I don't have it on my phone. Yeah, bear with us. Bear yeah. with us. But we love you, girls. Yeah. And as Anna said, we love you. We cherish you. We do pray over you. And we just want to bless y'all. We just want to bless you. Yes. And uh, we'll keep praying for you. And um, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.